0: for Major League Baseball. Derek Jeter, the former Yankee, bought the Miami Marlins, and the first thing he did was stooge for the Yankees. His old team. Traded him, Giancarlo Stanton, the National League MVP, the guy who had 59 home runs last year. I know Stanton had to approve any trade. His contract was ironclad in that regard, but that's still a bad look. On the local front, Pirate Executives say that McCutcheon is making too high a percentage of the team's payroll and they invoke Sid and Ben and wouldn't you rather win than just have one great player okay but that's not really the choice you're giving us is it the Pirates are going to cut payroll by 15 mil that is the real plan and anything else that gets said is just bs so hey baseball in general and lying Pirates management in particular guess what You just made the list. Now you know. Break the wall The list brought to you by Matt Merz Plumbing, a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and air conditioning needs. You know how you can tell Pirates Management is lying? Their lips are moving. Uh, Sean Rodriguez said, I don't want to blame Neil Huntington But some moves are being made by the Pirates that the clubhouse doesn't quite get. And Rodriguez was very understated in the way he said what he did, but it's still good he said what he did because it's about time some player says what Rodriguez did. That said, no matter what said, I mean, Sid Bream, who scored the winning run against the Pirates, you remember when Sid slid in the final game of the 1992 NLCS, uh, he was probably crying that the Pirates have not achieved more, but uh, you can shed a million tears, and it won't keep the Pirates from cutting payroll by 15 million this year. They can tell a million lies, but you should still notice that the Pirates are going to knock 15 million off payroll this year. The Penguins will sell out their 500 straight home game tonight. Pirates' attendance has dropped by over half a million. Since 2015, these are all facts and not opinions about the state of the local baseball team in town. 412 333 when we do the Hockey Night Show at the bottom of the hour, I'm going to talk to you about the notion that Matt Cullen will come back to the Penguins, rejoin them from Minnesota. Is it a good idea or a bad idea? We'll get to that just a little bit later on this program let's go to matt and brentwood matt you're on the mark madden show
1: yeah mark matt so uh i don't think they're gonna beat the patch on sunday there's, okay there's just no way without with Shay with and joe hayden out they're just irreplaceable
0: well they're with irreplaceable that- in the context of that defense Hayden was the glue that held the secondary together, and Shazier was a playmaker who played from sideline to sideline. Losing those two guys, there's just no way to make up for their absence, Matt. Uh, You look at their defense, the starting platoon, as it is without those two, and the problem is very simple, Matt. They just don't have enough good players on defense, and some of the guys they do have who are good lack experience and aren't as good as they need to be right now for the team's sake or will be once they get that experience. Let's go to Jason in Freeport. Jason, you're on with these super genius. Jason. Okay, we lost Jason. Let's go to John in Butler. John, you're on the Mark
1: Madden show. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Thank you very little. I I always look at it from the defensive end. Uh, You know, defenses aren't able to play as hard as they used to, and I ain't talking about... Smash mouth or any of that. You know, Brady and Ben, they're just going to swing it around, uh, short dump offs up the seam. And Brady does it better than anybody. He picks apart a zone. He sees the empty areas. He sees the empty spaces. That's where his receiver is. And it's, it's, I mean, it is. It's going to be a dink and dunk down the field pass by both teams. But, but, but Brady and the Patriots, they just do it better than anybody.
0: Yeah, I, again, I think the potential's there to get pressure on Brady, but not often enough, and not often enough certainly to throw him off his
1: game. Exactly, it's, and they they don't uh, look at the the penalties they call. Most of them are on a defensive a hold or a grab. Uh, yeah, to get pressure from a defensive lineman, the Steelers only rushed three, maybe four. That's not enough. Not enough uh, consistent pressure. Uh, for Brady, to, to, he doesn't get nervous either. He doesn't get happy feet. He doesn't move around. You know, he's never rattled. He'll just he'll pick apart that defense like nothing. And by the way, going to last night in, in the game
0: against Baltimore, it's one thing for the Steelers' defense to not play great until admittedly the last two series by Baltimore when they got a couple stops. But but you can't give away those long pass interference penalties. And if you're going to say those are borderline calls, I agree. But then you can't throw the unsportsmanlike conduct on top of it. Like, uh, you know, Artie Burns lost his cool. Uh, Sean Davis lost his cool. You've got to be smarter than that. Young guys make mistakes, but they can't compound those mistakes. Let's go to Ben and Fayette. Ben, you're on the Mark Madden
1: Show. One of the things the Steelers can do to stay in a ball game against the Pats is tackle. They have to not punish the carrier, but they have to stop them, and they have to keep the yards out to contact down. Now go ben, a long ben way to ben, that game.
0: ben, you're right, but let me tell you what part of the problem is. How much football do you watch? Fairmont. Nobody can tackle. Tackling is the lost start, and that's because there's almost no practices and pads anymore. Teams barely practice tackling from the beginning of camp until the end of the season because they're trying to, limit the wear and tear on the players now that's fine i get it even though they let tom savage go out there last night they used the Houston quarterback despite being punch drunk from an earlier hit uh but uh, but uh, if you do want to not practice tackling the tackling is going to be worse and that's been the case with the steelers but also with so many other teams thank you for the call. by the way that tom savage thing uh yesterday was unbelievable he had uh I, they call it defense pose He got hit, and he went down, and when you're knocked stupid, you instinctively put your arms up in front of your face to shield your face. Instinctively. He did that while lying on the ground. Boxers do it. UFC guys do it when they're knocked out. Savage did it, and they nonetheless put him back in the game. And, again, I don't care what happens to these guys, but don't urinate down my leg and tell me it's raining. Don't tell me you're trying to protect them and then pointedly not protect this guy. Uh, I I, I mean, it it goes to show, there can be all the independent observers on the sideline, but somebody's paying that guy that ain't the player. And the goal is always going to be to get that guy back on the field. Let's go to Ryan in North Hills. Ryan, you're on with Double M.
1: I think the only way they're going to beat them is if they get ready for their scumbag plays whenever they... uh... You know, whenever you're trying to run the defensive linemen off to get into those third-down situations, those guys will just squat down on the field, pretend like they're hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah, no idea what you're
0: talking about. Let's go to Adam in the car. Adam, you're on with Mark.
1: Hello, Adam. Are you there? Yes, sir. What's up? Uh, I've got a question. I'm an optimist, so I believe that the Steelers will win. But there's two parts to it. One, if they win... What are the chances, do you think, that they're going to win in the playoffs?
0: Well, I think every game is a separate, distinct occurrence. I don't think one uh, has any effect on the next, unless it's in like a best-of-seven series when there is a small degree of momentum, like in hockey, baseball, whatever, basketball, that goes from game to game. But uh, if you play, you know, this game that's going to be played in mid-December will not affect the game at all if it gets played again in mid-January. I just don't believe that.
1: All right, my second part. Do you think that the New England secondary would be best for Ben to start taking more shots down the field? Because, honestly, the way that I think about it is, if we get more shots down the field, try to get them past interference penalties, do you think it would help the game in our favor a little bit?
0: Well, if they call the pass interference penalties, but but I don't know. I like the way the passing game has evolved with only the occasional shot down the field. Adam, uh, how many games do you see where a quarterback takes a lot of shots down the field unless he's way behind late?
1: Good good point.
0: I mean, that's just not... You know, you know what I mean, Adam? I'm not saying you're wrong. It's actually a decent idea given uh, the personnel on each side of the ball. But, you know, there's certain ways that football evolves that affects the way everybody plays, you see? And I, I just don't think that would benefit the Steelers. It's not what they're doing. Their offense has been so good recently. Whatever they're doing, whatever Haley decides, give the guy credit, is what they should keep doing. Let's go to Adam in Indiana. Adam, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, what I was thinking... Adam, your phone stinks. Let's go to Craig on the road. Craig, you're on with the super genius. What up, man? What up, man?
1: You were just talking a couple of callers ago about... How you don't think we're going to get to Brady a lot, but when I think when we do, we got to make it count. Like say you hurry in five times or something, you got to force a pick and a fumble in there or something. But so you got to get quality pressure.
0: That's fair enough, but that's easier said than done, right? Of course, but I mean, last year they got two sacks on Brady, but it only it only netted ten yards and clearly did not throw him off his game.
1: Right? Yeah, the quick decision making—it's it's a handful. See, I just
0: don't think he can be rattled unless it's by a cheap shot. Do you want to go there?
1: I mean, you got to do what it takes. If it rattles, and that's worth fifteen yards, right?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. But what if you get away with it and you don't get a flag? I get it. But but it's it, it, we're only a week removed from being kind of the good guys in the same situation. Then again, we weren't because Juju got crucified. Um, I, I don't know, bro. I don't like to play that kind of sports, if, if you know what I mean. I'd rather just go beat him, but what if you can't beat him? Because the Steelers just don't. Thank you for the call. Yeah, if you could get one good look at Brady, yeah, I, I know, it would help. If it, you know, if you took the flag. But, boy, you know what? You would never be seen as beating him if you beat him because of that. Then again, who cares? The Patriots win through various nefarious methods and don't seem to bat an eye. After that fact. It's not time to ask Mark anything because we got the Hockey Night Show at 530. I'm live at Buford's Kitchen on 5th Avenue. Feel free to ask me anything you like about anything you like. Just call 412-333-WXDX.
1: Super genius, Mark Madden.
0: How are you? We got the clap. Can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. DX at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything. Four one two three 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 WXDX brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's located in the strip, It is the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Dick in Mount Lebanon. Dick, ask Mark anything.
1: Uh, hey, good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon. If if, if you were a uh, benevolent dictator, what current misdemeanor would you replace with uh, the punishment being like capital punishment for a 100 years of hard labor. Uh,
0: I, I'm going to try to get your question. In other words, what annoys me that's a misdemeanor
1: offense? It would be uh, littering cigarette
0: butts. I don't care about that. I hate when people cross against the light and stare you down while they do it.
1: Oh, it enrages I think me think well. I
0: think when people cross against the light and stare you down while they do it... Uh, Justice should be administered according to who wins the collision. Execution? No, no, who wins the collision? Let's go to uh, Rick and Dormont. Rick, ask Mark anything.
1: Hey, Mark. I was young at the time, so I never watched the Hollywood Blondes actually work together. But I wanted to know if you think that Hillman and Austin's mic skills came from their relationship together, or that's something they developed
0: just as solo careers. I think Pillman and Austin had great mic skills apart, don't you?
1: Uh, yeah, I thought they were great. They were two of my favorite guys to listen to talk about. They could, younger, they could just the flat-out
0: talk, both Brian and Steve. I mean, Steve, obviously, he's a legend with the microphone. Uh, Brian did really well. He left us too young to get the same reputation that uh, Stone Cold had. But, but I thought they were both brilliant on the mic together and apart. I really like the Hollywood Blondes, though. That's my favorite tag team of all time. I thought there was a chemistry there that was undeniable, Uh, I thought the way they positioned themselves as the younger guys coming up to take uh, what they felt was rightfully theirs away from the older guys like Flair and Anderson, the interviews they did with those guys was excellent. Uh, I can't say enough good about the Hollywood Blondes back in WCW before Austin went to WWE and became the, the biggest drawing card of all time. Let's go to Mark in the car, Mark. Ask Mark anything. Mark,
1: if you would decide to get another cat or kitten, what would you name it?
0: Well, I, I am going to. I'm not sure when. I'm thinking either right before Christmas or barring that right after New Year. I haven't decided on the name yet. Do you have any any suggestions?
1: No, actually, I'm just curious if you would be, like, creative or just name it, like, Patches or Whiskers or something. Well, uh, my mother named
0: both. Well, I named my mother's Second Cat, which I adopted after she passed away. That was Snow Kitten even though it was a gray cat. We're supposed to get a white cat for her, but they were out of white cats. We got a gray cat and gave it the same name anyway. That was kind of dumb, but it's a cat, for God's sakes. It's not going to complain. Uh, I'm thinking Skeezix. What do you think of Skeezix? That could work. Do you know what Skeezix means? No clue. Look up skeezics. You'll get it. Let's go to Joe in Brookline. Joe, ask Mark anything.
1: Mark, how are you? Terrific. Hey, uh, that Liverpool match, do you think that uh, that was actually a penalty, you know, kick? No, do you? Worthy. No, absolutely not. I thought that it was stop, and I thought Calvert Lewin Lewis fell over like a sack of potatoes. But I thought Lovren made a mistake getting his hand up. He absolutely if, did. I will give, you know, and Lovren's a crap defender,
0: moments, and if he doesn't get his hand up, there's, there's no question. Of a penalty on the referee's part, but once he got his hand up, he gave the referee an excuse. I think he was looking for.
1: I, I think you're absolutely right, and uh, it was just really unfortunate that ended that that way. Especially after Marnay didn't seem to pass the friggin' ball, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: well, if Marnay if Marne pa- if Marnay squares the ball when it's one nothing, and they have the four on one, game over. Thank you for the call. Let's go to John in Redding. John, ask Mark anything.
1: Hey, Mark, how are you? Good. Mark, I I'm, don't know why these talks have stopped, and I, I forget maybe uh, that they could still resurface, and I'm not sure what the restrictions were. But why are we not, again, considering uh, Jordan Stahl coming back here as third-line center? Is it cap? Like He
0: makes too much for too long.
1: Too much for too long?
0: Yeah, I mean, he'd be a great guy to bring in as your third-line center uh, then as now. But... Uh... I, I don't have the contract in front of me, but, but you know, he makes too much for too long. That's an easy one. I mean, he signed uh, a 10-year contract for $60 million, and, and it was all guaranteed. And it runs out, my God, it doesn't run out until 2023. So unless the Hurricanes would pick up a big chunk of that, and I mean a big chunk of that, it's impossible to bring Jordan Stahl back. Let's go to Rick on McKnight. Rick, ask Mark anything.
1: Hey, Mark. Um, I'm too young to remember this, but uh, at one point, were the, the Penguins broadcasted on 94.5 3WS? Uh,
0: I forget. I don't know. At one point, they were on DVE. At one point, they were on, was it 1250? But I, I don't remember exactly.
1: Okay, neither do I. All right, thanks.
0: Let's go to Dallas of Monroeville, Dallas, real quick. Ask Mark anything.
1: What's up, man? Uh, what, up? what do you think about Jericho going to Wrestle Kingdom?
0: I think it's great. I think him and Omega will have a hell of a match. They did an angle where Jericho appeared in the ring after the lights went out, and he bashed him with a code breaker, and then got him with the belt. I, I think it's going to be tremendous, and I can't wait to see it. It's now time for Hockey Talk. If you want to talk hockey, call now, but Hockey Calls Only. I'm live at Buford's on Fifth Avenue. It's the Hockey Night Show up next here on
1: 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden.
0: Hey, Mark, big fan. You get a bunch of dorks. Stinks and twits. Is this Mark my mouth is watering, just talking about it. VX at Nine. It's the hockey night show brought to you by our good friends, the three wise men, Shandorovich, Shandorovich, and Fishman. I want hockey calls only. Gonna to talk to Phil Bork in just a little bit. Then after that, it's the Penguins Network pregame show. And then after that, the Penguins and Avalanche. Hear all the action right here on 1059X. Uh, here's something that's been quite a topic of discussion. In recent days, with the Penguins uh, still needing a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, got a cough right on the air because there was no way around it. Uh, with the Penguins still, in some circles, still needing a third-line center, people think, but Shane has a goal in each of the last two games. I think he has two goals and six assists in his last uh, 11 games. That's not bad production for a third-line center. Anyway, Matt Cullen the ex-Penguin, two-time Cup winner over these past two seasons. Cully was a healthy scratch in Minnesota, and, and rightly so, maybe. He's got just one goal on the season in 28 games. Now the local hockey fans, even some of the local hockey media, are saying, hey, why not get Cullen back? Well, why not? Because he's got one goal in 28 games. That's why not. Cullen is 41, and I like Matt, but maybe it's finally over now. You could get him for almost nothing. And being back in Pittsburgh would re-energize Cullen, for sure. But don't the Penguins already have enough forwards with one or two goals? You tell me, four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. 39 should the Penguins get Matt Cullen back? Because I think he is available. What if he gave up, like, a fifth-round pick for him? Anyway, Penguins of Colorado tonight, there was the big trade last month where the Avalanche finally traded Matt Duchesne. He went to Ottawa. Nashville got Kyle Turris from Ottawa. Colorado got a bunch of prospects. Colorado's record since the trade is five wins, nine losses. Ottawa's record since getting Duchesne is three wins and 11 losses. And Duchesne has underachieved mightily since donning a Senator sweater, having just two goals and two assists in 14 games. Nashville, 11 wins and four losses, since getting Kyle Turris, he has uh, three goals and ten assists in fourteen games, which is a pretty good production. If we are just tuning in, Sid's going to play with Sherry, Sherry, pardon me, and Gensel tonight. Hornquist got hit in the face with a puck on Saturday, but it looks like he's going to play on the third line with uh, Riley Shan and Dominic Simone. Let's go to Zach and New Ken. Zach, you're on the Hockey Night Show.
1: What up, man? What up, man? Hey, uh, you were just talking about Matt Cullen. He's not the penguin they need to bring back. They need to bring back Richard Park. Now, come on. Yeah, good
0: call, Zach. Thanks for the, thanks for your time. Let's go to Let's go to James in North Hills. James, you're on the Mark Madden show. The Hockey hey, Night what Show,
1: What's up? So, uh, yeah, I want to talk about that Matt Cullen. I know uh, where he may not have a lot of goals, and I don't think we ever looked on or leaned on him for a whole production. His stay up ability and his penalty killing are top notch
0: for a Well yeah, but back. so but so are Sheehan's. Sheehan has replaced Cullen in terms of PK and face offs. So if you're bringing Matt Cullen back, it's to amp up your offensive production. Are you confident he can do that after scoring one goal in twenty eight games so far this year?
1: My possession um, down low is is very solid even still this year.
0: Uh, Okay, okay, you see, you're ignoring the question, James, because you don't want to admit that maybe it's not a good idea to bring back a guy who has one goal in 28 games. But thank you for the call. But they have a lot of bottom six guys who have, like, no goals. Up next, we're going to talk to the old 2-9 or Phil Bork. It's Mark Madden Live.